0: Steve said, again, if you do have any questions, you are welcome to discuss them with him. Uh, We didn't want to seem like we were just trying to blow through that part, but again, we really want to focus on what is the vision of this church and not get stuck into necessarily all of the details about a budget and all of that. So again, we're here because... Uh, we, we have to have an annual business meeting that is in uh, the constitution of this church. Uh, but again, I want this to be a vision meeting. I don't want this to be a business meeting. What I want is every year to be able to come to this place and say, as we get ready to start the ministry year, as school is getting back, what is the direction of the church? Okay, I want our members to understand that as well, because I want you to be part of this process. So just to kind of... Before we talk more about where we're heading, let me just go back to what is the vision and the mission of this church. So the, the vision of this church is to empower a multiplying movement of gospel-centered to making established churches in our communities and the rest of the world. Okay, that, That's what our vision is. Now typically when you hire a new pastor, one of the things that they often expect is that he's going to come and he's going to bring a new vision and share that. Well, here is the reality. This vision that we have, I was originally part of that discussion. The second thing is, the reality is this vision of what we are trying to do as a church, which is sharing the gospel, making disciples, and establishing churches all over the world, that is a biblical idea that exists. Okay, And I'm going to show you those verses in just a moment. But the reality is, I could take time... re you know revamp a vision and you know what it's going to be the same ideas so instead of taking time to do that i believe that this is a solid vision for this church okay so we're going to this is this is what we're going to move forward with Uh, as my tenure here, however long that is going to be. And this is really kind of the world in which I live uh, as as the pastor there, is making sure that this gospel continues to get spread in our local communities and to the rest of the world. Now, the mission is probably what you're more familiar with. The mission is that Penn Valley Church exists to help our neighbors discover the story of God, be discipled in the family of God, and deliver the love of God to our community and beyond. So on a day-to-day basis, what is this church trying to do? What are we asking all of our members do? Discover, disciple, deliver. Discover, disciple, deliver. Okay. Help people understand what the gospel is, grow in that faith. What does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? And get them to a place where they are then able to share that gospel message out. Okay, so on a day-to-day basis, that, that's the function of what this church tries to do. Okay, now, as I said, these are biblically-based ideas. Right? If we take a look at Matthew 28, Acts 1, right? what is Matthew 28? Go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 1.8, he says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. So the vision that we have for this church is not an unbiblical vision. It is a vision that matches with the heart of God. And when we talk about um, the vision and the mission as well, we also have the great commandment, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor As yourself, right? The Great Commandment and the Great Commission. These are the things that God has asked us to do, and these are the things that this church is going to do. So, as I said, as long as my tenure exists, this is what I will keep driving this church to do taking the gospel, sharing it with whoever it is, loving people through the process, and seeing the multitude and the expansion of His kingdom. Again, all under the umbrella of God's glory and honoring him, okay? So when I plan and when I think about the direction of the church, this is how I evaluate and make decisions. And I, and I ask these questions, does this continue to enhance what it is that we are actually trying to do? So as lead pastor, I have kind of several responsibilities But this is where I see the majority of my actual responsibilities. So first and foremost, I am responsible for overseeing the vision and the direction of the church. Now, that doesn't mean, again, I do it like some sort of czar or dictator, right? I do that in conjunction with the elders and ministry leaders. But that's my responsibility, right? That The vision that I just shared with you, as a leader, am I moving the church towards that actual vision and mission? The second thing is, it is my job to also equip members of this church. As I said, it is not my job and my job alone to fulfill the vision and the mission of the church. My job is to help you grow in your faith, grow in your understanding of how God has gifted you, and making you be a part of the vision and mission together. Okay? So if it is just me trying to do this, it will never happen. But if we collectively as the church are doing this, then yes, we will see the fulfillment of what I believe that God is calling us to do at this church. And the last thing is, it's also my job to care and shepherd you. That when you are hurting, when when you are struggling physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it may be, it is my job to love you the way that Jesus would love you. So please don't understand or think that I have this office and it is the sacred and and holy throne that you cannot approach me. Quite frankly, if I don't ever hear anything from you and I find out you're going through something, that's actually going to hurt my feelings because I want to love you the way that Christ will love you as well. Okay, So call the office. Come by. Invite me to your house. Tell me you want to get together. Those are the things that I want to do as part of this church. Okay, I'm not here to just lead and accomplish a task, but I also understand that God has called me to the responsibility of the hearts and souls of this congregation, and that means a lot, and I take that very seriously. Okay, so so when I look at my job, as I look at my tenure again, this is really where I want to make sure. Uh, that I'm constantly doing what it is that I need to be able to do. Now, on a year-to-year basis, here's how I kind of envision in the way that I think through the, the planning process. Uh, this is not a, Adam came up with this great idea, this is all over the internet, uh, but head, heart, and hands. Okay. So on a year-to-year basis, what am I doing to develop the knowledge of, of God? What am I doing to help you understand him more and more, and understand how to live in a broken, fallen world at that same time. So we obviously have Sunday mornings, right, where I put together sermons, and we have our teaching team of Dave and Jason, and and Dave Allen has has talked about wanting to come back, which is wonderful, right? So we had that Sunday morning process. We also have family night, Okay. This year, uh, the, the, question, the topic is going to be Great Questions of the Bible. So the understanding with Family Night is we are inviting people from the community. I want to be able to communicate truth uh, without diving too far deep into the scriptures where people may not know a lot of what we're talking about. So great questions of the Bible, right? Well, when Satan in the garden says, did God really say, question mark? Or I love when Pilate is talking to Jesus. And he says to Jesus, what is truth? Question mark. Okay, We're going to dive through a bunch of those and talk about what are those questions uh, and how we can learn and grow from those. Uh, we have our small groups. We have various different small groups that are happening, and part of small group ministry uh, is the idea of not just fellowshipping, but growing together. So uh, we have a group going through the book of Psalms, a group going through the book of Romans. Uh, so each group has its own ability to choose what their topics are, uh, obviously under the, the guise of, of what the church is attempting to do and understanding what that is. But small groups is another opportunity for us to grow in that knowledge. We have the Women's Adorned Bible Study. That'll be starting back up. Okay? Judy Orm leads that. So there's another opportunity for us to grow with that. So those are the pieces this year that I'm, I'm focusing us on in terms of just the knowledge. right? How do I grow in my understanding of God? Uh, And understand that as we move through the years, my desire is to grow a larger and larger educational uh, adult class system and process. So how is it that we take somebody who doesn't know Jesus and walk them through what it means to be a follower on, on a basic level? How do we help the person who's been in church for 20 years who says, Adam, I want to dig deep into the scriptures. And I want to start creating studies for those people as well. As well as those in leadership. Those that I'm looking at and saying, who is the next generation of men and women that are going to carry this church further? What is the information that they need to know? So so understand, that's not going to happen this year. But... And in the years to come, as I continue to be here, I will develop that more and more and more through a process. So that way, we're hitting all levels and opportunities for people to grow in their knowledge. So that's the headpiece. The heart piece is the relational piece, right? How do we continue to love God and love each other? So what are those different things? Obviously, Sunday morning, right? We gather collectively as the church, okay? Sunday mornings are a valuable, important part of your ministry. We cannot take that lightly. And I I don't want you to feel like I'm personally attacking you, but I need you at church because I don't get to see you all week. There are people in this church that need to see your face, that need a hug from you. And Sunday morning may be the only chance that they get to see you. So it is vitally important That you are here and that you are present with us as best as you can be. We have small groups. I just mentioned small groups. Uh, My goal this year is to continue to build on what we've had with our small group ministry. So the last few years, we we have them. They've, They've kind of been solidified. But how do we take it to the next level? How do we get those people not involved to get involved? How do we help people understand what small groups is? So I want to do a better job of communicating that information out to you because I believe that small groups is essentially a mini church. Because, again, I can see you on Sunday, and, and again, I want to see you on Sunday. But what do I do the rest of the week? Small groups is a wonderful opportunity for us to continue the fellowship, to continue to do the ministry and the work, and to continue to study God's word together. I really believe that as we continue to go, more and more people are going to come to this church, and it's going to be harder and harder for us to know everyone in the church. So the best way for us to maintain the unity is going to be that small groups and on Sunday. So there's going to be more information of that. We actually have a small group meeting. It's going to be September 11th. So if anyone's interested, you can talk to me about it. I'm going to try to get a sign up, uh, but we'll do that after church. But I really want people to be a part of this. And if anybody has a burning desire to say, I think I want to host, I want to lead, whether it's Wednesday night or during the day or a Tuesday, come talk to me. I really want everyone to engage in this level of ministry that we have. Uh, we have church-wide celebration and events. So this right now is a church-wide celebration event. I want to be able to do more of these. We, we had an ice cream social as a follow-up to sports camp, but we invited the whole church to be a part of that. Last year, we did the Winter Blues barbecue. We had a women's tea. Not to say that that specific event is going to happen again, but I want to plan things and put them on the calendar that we can just gather as a church and celebrate it and fellowship together and laugh, play games, whatever that may be. But I want to be able to put uh, some of those things on the actual calendar, and and we can begin to plan those as we go through. Uh, Also, communion and baptism. New Believers' Classes, Welcome to Penn Valley, Dedications. Those are important traditions of the church. We look at communion and baptism, they are scriptural. So actually, our next communion is going to be on October 2nd. And if you don't know about that, we'll be providing some more information. But I want you to be a part of that. Because communion is something that unifies us together by the blood of Christ. And just like baptism does... It is a verbal outward expression of your faith that says, I am willing to follow Jesus. And this is my family. And so if you haven't ever been baptized, I would again ask you, look at what it is in the scriptures. Talk to us and make that commitment. Well, I don't want to be up on stage. I understand that. But this isn't about being embarrassed or being shy. It's about a declaration or proclamation of our lives for Christ. So I want to make sure that those are regularly happening because, again, those are important traditions that unify us as the actual church. So those are the different things. We have the men's retreat. This year we have a women's retreat coming back. We haven't done one of those in many years, so uh, we're excited to have that. That'll be in November. Also, with a lot of this, one of the things that we often talk about is multi-generational. Yes, there will be some youth events, But a lot of what we do, I want from cradle to the grave, people showing up. I want every one of you to interact with my children. And I want my children to interact with you no matter how old you are. Because each and every one of you has lived a life that has valuable experience. And if we are not engaging with each other, from young to old, we are missing valuable wisdom and support. So a lot of these events are going to be tailored toward trying to get all generations together, very much like our small group ministry. I'd love to see people of all age of walks and every. I don't want to see a small group that's necessarily just young people or necessarily just old people. I'd love to see the large, uh, large span of all of that. Okay, so th- that's that's the heart piece. Those are the items that I'm I'm working towards and planning with individuals. And then the last piece is the hands. How do we actually serve as the hands of Jesus? Now this church, again, I could probably plan nothing and you will continue to serve. That is, well, I should say there's two things about this church. One, you are biblically committed to to the scriptures. I know that for a doubt. And if I ever said anything wrong, trust me, I would have a million people at my door telling me I was wrong. And I appreciate that. One of the most terrifying things I get after I preach a sermon is when Evelyn Tyson starts walking up to me. (laughs) Because I don't know if I have said something wrong or not. But the other piece is you guys serve. You guys serve so faithfully. There are, again, so many of you that have done missions trips, that are engaged in organizations, and nobody ever says anything about it. And what I want to be able to do, and again, as I build through, as I start to learn more of where you guys are at is how do we get other people involved in that? How do we get other people involved in those different parts and pieces? So we've done a lot with Barb Wooler and the crisis missions, you know, sending people when there's floods, there's uh, tornadoes. Along the way ministry, uh, Bridge of Hope, North Care Women's Clinic. We just talked about Hope 22. There's an opportunity for us to serve this community. Um, Hand-in-hand missions, the one in Bozen Belly. Operation Christmas Child, if you guys have never been part of what Sabrina Bratcher does, this gym is full of presents that are going to go with kids all around the world. Right? Those are acts of service that we want to make sure that we continue to do. And not just in terms of missions and organizations, but also, what about our own spiritual gifts? Many of you serve on things like security team. Many of you serve on on a design team. Some of you make coffee for Sunday mornings. Some of you are teaching our kids on a Wednesday night or on a Sunday morning. Some of you simply go around this building and you fix things, and and we know that we can call you when, when something breaks in someone's house. There are those of you who can teach and preach the Word of God. There are some of you who are so gifted that can throw your arms around someone when they are hurting and simply just love on them and pray. Those are also gifts of this church. And my desire is to help you understand where your gifting is. If you're like, Adam, I don't know what God has for me. That's an exciting place for me because it means we get to sit down together and we get to talk about what that looks like. How has God shaped and molded your past? Where do you think God is leading you in the future? What have people said about you? What you're good at? What are your passions? What are the things that you hate? All of that helps us understand how God has gifted you. Again, it could be something as small as, all I can do is call you on the phone and pray. You know what? That's not small. That's investing in a life. And some of you might be up on a stage preaching a sermon. We all have gifts. And again, I want to make sure that over the years, we do a better job of helping each and every one of you understand how that works. So, so the, that's the hands piece. So every year on a, on a year-to-year basis, those are the things that I'm planning. How do I help you grow in the knowledge of God? How do I help foster a relationship between you and God and, and others? And how do I help you serve, whether it's this church or whether it's this community? So that's a year-to-year basis. And understand every year there's going to be different things that happen. We may do an event one year, and we may not do it the next year. But all of that is designed to happen. Now, this year, here is the theme of this year. This is what my goal is this year. This year's theme is get it together. Okay. If you do not know, personality-wise, I, I like structure. I like organizations. I like things like spreadsheets. I'm not a last-minute kind of guy. So as I look at the church, I want to make sure... That as we prepare to have these doors opened, and again, what I believe is there's gonna be a flood of people coming in, are we prepared for the wave that's about to come? And so that's what I'm trying to get myself doing, is trying to organize all of that. So here's how it started I've had a meeting with my elders, I've had a meeting with my leaders, and now I'm meeting with people individually. And as I'm meeting with people individually, I'm asking some very simple questions What do you do at this church? That's an eye-opening one when I find the amount of people that say, well, I do this, 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 this. Half the time, I didn't even know that we do stuff. Again, one of my early ones is figuring out we had a Facebook page. It took me a while to figure out where the key was to open unlock the doors. Actually, it took me a little bit to get a key myself. Okay? <laughs> But those are all organizational pieces that have to happen. But as I'm meeting with people, not only am I meeting them and hearing what it is that they're doing, but I'm also hearing their heart because I'm asking the question, what do you want to be doing? Nobody should ever have to be or feel they are locked into a ministry for the next 20 years or until they die. Our passions and our giftings change over time. And sometimes we just need to be asked. And so I'm asking that question. And by asking the question, I'm starting to see new ministries emerge. The amount of people that have said, I want to provide food for people. The amount of people that said, I, I want to work with kids. like Again, people are asked those kinds of questions, and I'm loving that. And now as I'm starting, and I have, uh, understand I've got a long way to go. My hope is to be done by the end of August. Uh, it turns out I probably won't be done until the new year, uh, but that's okay. But as I'm meeting with people, now here's what I'm starting to see. Is now I'm starting to see these broad categories of people. There's a number of you that talked about outreach, and some people even wrote on their cards, I want to know like-minded people like me. There's a lot of people that said I can do property. There's a lot of people that said I, I, I want to, I, I, I work in this legal administrative area. And what I want to eventually do is get all those people in a room together and say, let's look at each other. You are all in a room because you all have a similar heart and a similar passion. So now what do we do with that collectively? How do we start to move forward? Where is God calling us to do that? Okay, so that, that's my hope as I, as I get to that. I'm asking questions of, uh, you know, what can I do? What needs to be fixed? You know, there's a lot of things that go on in this church, and, and we ask these questions like, uh, one of the greatest things that I figured out was, you know, I, I thought Sandy was in charge of the kitchen. Well, it wasn't until I met with her that we actually clarified she wasn't, but now is willing to be in charge of getting right? Those kinds of pieces go a long way. So that's what I want to be able to do. I want to make sure that we're not asking these questions of, what is that? How do I get involved? Who's in charge? Who's supposed to be doing that? I want all of those things taken care of, so that way, as we move forward, we can do ministry more effectively and more efficiently. We get rid of all the headaches that tend to hold us back. Like so When I talked about planning today, there's a lot of that planning stuff that we need to work through to make sure that we're moving on. Uh, and then... Just reorganizing, restructuring some of these ministries, talking, how do we do a better job communication? One of the things that I've always heard is we don't communicate well. This body does not know what's going on. And I would not disagree with that. And I want to make sure we do a better job. We're announcing things earlier, we're explaining what they are, we're telling you how to get plugged in. How do you sign up? Let's clean up the website. Again, I know these don't sound like maybe glamorous types of things. But these things are important facets to ministry moving forward. Trying to, to figure out process. Again, like, uh, you know, when we, uh, when, when somebody comes to us from outside the church and says, I need help, you know, my, my, my water bill, I can't pay it. Well, what, do we just start willy-nilly handing out money to anybody who walks up, right? What's the process that we work through? When somebody comes to me and says, Adam, I think we should do this. I don't just go, yeah, absolutely, it sounds like a great idea. But what is the structure to help us think through? Is that the best ministry moving forward? Who are the people that I need to talk to before I make a decision like that? Okay, so those are all organizational structural pieces uh, that I want to try to put together. So understand that this year, this year is in-house. I know a lot of you are like, but Adam, when are we going to do the missions? When are we going to get outside in the community? I want to be that too, guys. And I'm not saying we won't try to do some little things, but that's not the focus this year. The focus is let's get this house in order. Let's get it organized. Let's have everybody in place who knows what they're doing so that way, again, as we move forward into the community, we know the right people to get them plugged into. We know the right way to get them plugged into. We have everything in place that we need. Okay, So that's the goal this year uh, as we as we move forward to... to ministry. And as I said, as we move every year, we'll keep working and we'll keep developing the different facets of where we are as a church. But again, remember, everything we're doing, right, we're trying to empower right, a movement of gospel-centered, disciple-making churches in our community and to the ends of the world. And on a day-to-day basis, what are we going to do as a church? We are going to discover, disciple, there you go. See, it wasn't so hard to figure that out, was it? 3D vision. 3D vision, that's right. That's right. So um, I'm willing to open it up to questions. If anybody has any questions for me, I will answer them as best as I can. That's okay if we don't. I don't want Tom to feel left out. Tom really wanted to help and be part of the service. Oh, it's Evelyn. I know. How do you get involved in HOPE22? Great question. So uh, HOPE22, we we've sent out an email that has a link. Uh, HOPE22 has a volunteer link for that to be involved. Uh, Part of a lot of what Hope 22 this year is um, general cleanup, uh, helping set up. Those are kind of some of the main facets because a lot of the other stuff like worship or speakers, all of that is taken care of. Uh, But we can we will put out a link again uh, if you need help because you're like, I'm not tech savvy. You can call me at the church office and I will help get you signed up and talk about what that is. Uh, Check your mailboxes today. We also had a flyer out in the mailbox today that will take you to what that link is. One of the things that I thought really neat was if you want to be involved in Hope 22, they have people that uh, you can sign up as just a prayer person and you just walk, you literally wear a shirt and you walk around asking for if if people need prayer Uh, so i think that's a simple way for us to get involved again that'll be friday september 16th saturday september 17th saturday will be an all-day event uh, for that to be there i I do not remember the website off the top of my head uh, to try to get involved with that but again if you're struggling just call me at the church office and i will help talk you through how we can personally get involved (laughs) You go. <laughs> I, I don't have a question. It's more of a comment uh, for your description. Mm-hmm. I, I, to me, it sounds like a grassroots campaign, right? Yeah. So you're, you, you take them down to the lower level, and you meet with the individuals, and identify them the groups, <clears> and, and the restructure and organization. That, that's all great stuff. Now, one question I have from that process, can we also get information from that? You're learning. Yeah. What about us? Yeah. We didn't know Sandy wasn't in charge. Right? Yeah. So I, I think just take it to the next step, right? Yeah. It's great information for leadership, but I think the body also needs to understand some of that stuff. Yeah. Too. Absolutely, and I would agree with that. What I'd love to be able to do is, once I have a good idea of the ministries that I'm starting to see, and I figure out who wants to lead those ministries, to be able to put on our website, here are the people, to have somewhere in the church, uh, a place that, again, if you have questions, you know, these are, these are the, the faces that we need to, to go to, um, and make those, and not even just who's in charge, but again, what are some of those processes. Like, if I would like to have an event here in, in the gym, how do I, who do I talk to? How does that happen? What does that look like? To have that information available. So um yes. So so there's a part where I will be touching base with you know some of my communications people to make sure that is clearly communicated. So along with that, is it possible to maybe do, you know, like in college, you have all these groups when you first for orientation saying this is what you know, the women's ministry, the, you know, maybe one Saturday we could have like, the gym full of tables and you could walk around and kinda, just an idea. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So what you're saying is like a ministry fair in, in regards. Correct, and yeah. So, so there, there's that, there's also the option of just every Sunday we're getting somebody up and saying, okay guys, here's this ministry, here's in charge of it, um, and then just allowing them a chance to do that. Again, all of those are effective parts of communication. Oh, hold on. I'll let you ask that question out loud. (laughs) You're all right. That one didn't work. (laughs) Okay, so I got it. Uh, He asked about what's the process of becoming a member. So uh, a lot of you had the membership push uh, because you wanted to vote on the pastor. One of the things that really has encouraged my heart is that people are still asking to become members. That is encouraging because we know it's not just about a vote per se. So we will actually have... um, if I remember correctly, I have it scheduled for uh, the last two Sundays in October for a members' uh, membership meeting. Uh, so what we have done in the past uh, is we basically said here's the statement of faith: meet with an elder, you have to have been baptized, uh, give a profession of that faith, and then you'll be a member. What I would like to do is just take that a little step further uh, and have people understand Why are you actually being a member, and what are you committing to? So I want to just take two Sundays after church and walk through, if you want to be a member, this is the expectation, Uh, because I want us to realize that, you know, I don't see membership as something lightly. I do not see membership as like, yeah, I want to be part of the church. I'll sign on, and I'll, I'll come and go. I really am going to expect that if you're like, I want to be a member, then I want to hold you accountable to what membership is. Because what you're saying is, I want to take another level of this church family, and I really want to be a part of it. And just as much as, as we are holding you accountable, it gives us the opportunity to love you at a different level. Because what we're, what we're understating is, you want to be part of this family as well. Uh, so I'll get more information out on that. But again, my plan for this is two classes you know, shortly after church. You still meet with an elder have to have been baptized, profession of faith, uh, and then our elders will make that decision. I don't never hear anybody talk about statement of faith here. <clears throat> now we used to talk about that at third and first, but I've never heard anybody talk about the statement of faith. Okay, so again, there's a communication pace to say, What are those non-negotiables that we believe at this church? Uh, We have it on the website, which that's a piece, but I'm going to be honest with you, even when I tried to find it, I had to click a lot, right? So how do we make that more prominent? Because we want people, as I said, this church is committed to truth, and that statement of faith... Goes through many of those ideas uh, of what we, we believe. And so, you know, if that's a piece where New Believers classes, or I'm sorry, Welcome to Penn Valley class, you know, a membership class, that's an area, as well as we can think about is there a place somewhere in the church where that is, is posted? So that way, if people ever have questions, making it easier to find on the website, that's one of the other things that I'd like to be able to do. Um, and in regards, in terms of statement of faith, one of the things that I'm not thinking this year, but as I think over the next two or three years, um, as I think about sermon prep, one of the sermon prep ideas that I'm thinking is, what are those essential understandings of our faith? Like we use the words salvation, sanctification, glory, right? We use these fancy Christian words. Well, those are doctrinal statements that I would like to, again, not this year, uh, but in the years to come, to take some time to preach through a lot of those, you know, what is the resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? What is the rapture? Those those ideas that we would adhere to. Uh, what does it mean to be made in the image of God? How does that shape our cultural understanding? Um, how do um, people like myself or anybody here get um, on the uh, email list? Yes. So how do we get you connected for communications, right? Uh, So currently, right now, uh, you can reach out to Kathy in the church office, and she can get you set up with that. Uh, Brian Orm also does a lot with the directory, Uh, so if you want to, you can touch base with him. But again, those are pieces that I'm working towards to, to make that easier to say, if anybody wants to get on an email chain, right, or the phone message, here's the number to call, you know, having things like that at the welcome table, uh, making those as regular announcements, putting out regular announcements, follow that. So, but if anybody wants to be part of the communication chain right now, you can contact Kathy at the church office, uh, and she'll be able to get you set up with that information. Shoot her an email, that's probably the easiest. If somebody hasn't met with you one-to-one yet, how do they do that? And if somebody thinks they have no reason to meet with you one to one, what would you tell them? So, if I haven't met with you yet, again, I'm working on it. Uh, you know, there's many of you in the church uh, that I'm working working through, and, and not necessarily any particular order. It's I've got a stack of cards, and I've got names on the cards, and I'm just kind of going through them for for people uh, that, again, in my mind, are you know people that have been doing stuff that doesn't mean that I shouldn't be talking to other people as well. Um, If I haven't met with you and you want to meet with me, email me, call me, because then what happens is you get moved up in the order. Because again, right now, I'm just randomly picking people. All right, so if you actually reach out, then it's on my mind to say, so-and-so would like to get together. Uh, And so then I'm I'm beginning that process. And if somebody is saying, the pastor doesn't need to meet with me, what are we really saying? We're saying, eh, I'm not that important, I'm not significant, I'm not valuable. And I've already said that's not true. At some point, yes, I would love to sit down with all of you one-on-one. That's just gonna be a very long year, but I'd love to get that with all of you, okay? But you just have to be like, hey, Adam hasn't gotten to me yet. Just, I've been trying, some weeks I've had like 10 meetings a week with people. So I'm doing my best to get through as many as I can, Um, And just because I get through everybody once, that also doesn't mean I never meet with you again. It's not like my hands are done, right? These are ongoing connections that continue to happen. Um, I'm just trying to make sure I touch base with with these people as quick as I can. But yes, if you want to meet with me, just reach out. Again, shoot me an email, call the office, leave Kathy a message, and you can just say, hey, tell Adam to give me a call. I'd love to get together in that process. Um, Because yes, all of you are important. All of you are valuable. I can't help you if I don't know anything about you as well. Neither. All right. Well, if you guys have other questions, again, you you know how to reach me. I, I am I am here to to serve this church. And, and you know, as I as we prayed for the GCS workers today, I I couldn't help but smile myself, knowing I wouldn't be going back to school. Uh, this year. So, um, so it is a joy. It is, this has been, you know, again, you can talk to my, my wife about this. This, is, this has been well over a 10 year journey uh, to come to this place. And again, in the midst of it, there's a lot of hardship and heartache at times and frustration. Uh, it's always easier to look back now and just understand how God had a plan and God was working, right? So I had a plan. I was ready to do ministry in Doylestown, and I was gonna church plant down there, Um, and it never worked out, because God's plan was for me to be here. Um, And as we move forward, we will plan together as a family of families. We will do ministry, and we will do life together as we go forward, okay? So I appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, Do we have our three winners there? All right, let's see, Bob Schiff. Here you go, buddy. Ten-dollar gift card. Come on down. Don, man, where's Don at? Don, we'll bring it back to you, Don. It's okay. We won't make you walk up here. And last one. Oh, nice. I like this one. Josiah Saunders. Look at that. You want to give that to Don? Thanks. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Use that scooter to get down there. You got it, man. All right, guys. Again, I, I really appreciate uh, coming out. I really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to do this. And again, I expect to do this annually every year, to just cast a vision of saying, where are we going collectively as the church? Uh, thank you to the kitchen crew, Dean, everybody else that has helped out. Uh, so... You guys are free to go. Thank you. Have a wonderful Sunday.